Welcome to the Can I Kick It podcast with your host Showtime and the dope chick East Rock. Now go ahead, enjoy your music. I know what you're thinking. Hey, what up? Welcome to another edition of the Can I Kick It podcast. It's Showtime, and along for the ride is the one and only. It's your girl East Rock. East Rock, where you been? I've been here. You've been here. Where have we been is a better question. We we've been just a little busy. Yeah. Uh, but we've been focused on creating some more dope content. Yeah, you know, that's the that's the issue with like doing something like a podcast with somebody that you're married to. Like when life Wait a minute, there's an issue. No, 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 no. I'm just saying oh. like the fact that we've been gone for a while. Oh. You know, like when life comes up, you know what I mean? Like it comes up for both of us, whereas if you know, I just had a, another co-host that I wasn't in the same house with. I could just be like, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to do the show this week. You can kind of take care to take over the slack for me. But with you, you know, you're my rib, so I can't go without you. Oh, you clean that up well. <laughs> <laughs> Real Kevin Hart style. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot been going on since we've been, since our last episode. Of course, the last episode we did was the Roxanne Shantae episode. I uh, got a whole lot of good reviews on that. And the crazy part about the Roxanne Shantae episode is that we talked about beef between female MCs and we talked about her being, you know, one of the first female MCs to actually go out there and just like start dissing. And, you know, we talked about the Roxanne Wars. Right. That came on, I guess, the cusp of this Nikki and Remy situation that went on. I think the Nikki and Remy situation might have dropped like right oh, after the right episode. after. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You did yeah, call yeah. it though. You did call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that was coming. So make sure you go back and kind of revisit that and. Uh, just kind of hear what what Roxanne Shantae had to say about uh, MCs and about beef and about battles and the differences between um, battles now and battles back when she was kind of going up against UTFO and what she had the song where she kind of just disliked all the female MCs. So we talked about all of that stuff and we kind of saw it coming. So go back and revisit that. Um, so now we back. We trying to it's time to get down to business. We got a whole lot of stuff to discuss. There's been a whole lot of music that has dropped since the last episode. Um, just a lot going on for us on this episode. So this episode is going to be called One Gotta Go. One Gotta Go. We have two major releases right. uh, that have just happened. So yeah. we got the Rick Ross release, rather, rather you, than, you me. than me, uh-huh. and then we have the Drake release, More Life, More Life. Right. So we gonna basically see which one gotta go. So we gonna we gonna choose each gonna choose one. I'm gonna choose one, and one gonna stay, and one gonna go. Peace. Right. So before we get to that, uh, let's talk about some other new releases. I know one that you were looking forward to was that of Thundercat. Right. Not a lot happening since the last episode, but we did uh, discuss Thundercat on a recent episode, mm-hmm. and his album finally did drop. Uh, drunk. Right. Uh, the songs that we talked about previously, the Joint with Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins. Of course, that's on there. Uh, he has Flying Lotus on there. He has Kendrick uh, on the album and Pharrell. Okay, so I'll ask this. Is there any more Yacht Rock on the album? Thundercat kind of has that Yacht Rock-esque voice. Mm-hmm. So there's not another, I don't think, traditional Yacht Rock song. But I feel like I'm glad that you even remembered that yeah. phrase. So here's another question. Have you ever seen Thundercat? Have you ever seen him? Yes. You mean live? No, no, no. Like, have you ever seen his face? His face? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Am I not sure? Sh- have, have you ever seen the guy? In person? No, just in print on the internet. Have you ever seen his face? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have. I'm, I'm, I'm asking. I just, I've never seen him before. Well, you didn't even know who he was before a month right, ago. Right, but now, <laughs> but now that I know who he is, when I hear people talk about him, I never see his face. Oh, I feel like I've seen Like, is he a black guy? Is he a white guy? Like, is he pan-American? Did you do a Google? Nah. I I didn't. You know you have that resource. Oh, I just wanted to know. I've never seen the guy. I'm just saying. You know, because I I was listening to, they did a a story on him on NPR, and this is like one of the first times that I've heard, like, somebody do a story about somebody, and he's not featured in the story. As a guest? Yeah, they they didn't interview him or anything. So I'm like, does he give interviews? Is he one of those people? Well, I don't really hear him in a lot of interviews. Is now. he like a yacht rock early ghost face killer? Does he keep his face covered <laughs> with a stocking cap? Like, I really have questions. No, I've seen him. That's I'm. I believe that's him on the cover of Drunk. How do we know that's him on the but cover? But it's I mean, of only Drunk. him from like the nose up. I just think that's something that he got from like Getty Images of. <laughs> 
I don't. I don't think that person on the cover no, is a real person. No, 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 I've definitely seen him. Let me show you what he looks Please. like. Please. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't have a super distinct look, but and there's usually like some type of costume. Okay. Uh, so kind of like Daft. Kind of like Daft Punk. Like you no, never no, see no. his, his face. face isn't covered oh. at all. This is him. That's Schoolboy Q. No. <laughs> That's a totally different person than the other person you just showed me. No, it's not. This is him with the guitar. It's not Schoolboy Q. It's crazy. Yo, and he's like, he's like, uh, he just always has a lot of paraphernalia. Wait a minute, it looks to me like this. None of these people are the same people. From yes, this, it is. Look at his face, Bruh, He's like, what's my man's name that does that was having the people impersonate him? MF Doom. Like, oh my, none gosh. of these people are the same people. Thundercat doesn't even exist. But moving <laughs> all along. It's like 18 different Thundercats. Okay. It's, there's not. I get it. All right. I've seen him, and uh, that's him. You think you've seen him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next, what's up? So, also, uh, if you happen to be a bluesy kind of fan, Gary Clark Jr., I kind of categorize Gary Clark Jr. in the kind of like, I always call it blues rock soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're a Gary Clark Jr. fan, he just dropped another live album. I love Gary Clark Jr. Yes. Um, so it's a, it's a live album. It's not anything you really haven't heard before. There's a couple of new covers on there, but it's just, um, totally recorded live. They didn't do any dub overs Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So straight from the stage to you is a new Gary Clark Jr. joint. That's pretty much it. Okay. Oh, it's called Live North America. If you're looking for it, if you're checking for it. All right. So speaking of Gary Clark Jr., we lost uh, a legend since the last episode. Right. Speaking of bass players and yeah. all, uh, Chuck Berry, not Elvis. Right. Because a lot of people really look at Elvis as the father of rock and, of roll. Rock and roll. Right, 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 right. Not in the least. Elvis was a hero the most, but he never meant to me. You see straight up races. Another <laughs> Chuck. Right. Right. Look at that. Hey, I see what see you did, what there. did there. Yeah, that's why I keep you around. <laughs> All right. So let's, um, so we good with new releases. Let's get into this segment. Let's get into the the two yeah. newest new releases. The two, the two newest new releases and the two, uh, I guess, most talked about new releases. Ross dropped Rather You Than Me. And then I guess within what, the next day. Yeah, Ross dropped on a Friday and Drake dropped on Saturday. Okay, so obviously I'm not a huge Drake fan, uh-huh. but I do want to put out the disclaimer: I'm not one of these people that just hate Drake. So there's a lot of people out there that are just you like say that, but no, 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 because I, uh... I like Drake music when I like it. I don't have a predisposed. But you can say that. But I've never heard you just flat out say that you've liked a Drake song. I can never recall a time that you said, "Oh, I like that song." Well, that's a nice song that Drake has made, or even acknowledge that Drake makes great music. I think he makes good music part of the time. Okay. But but let's get into it. Right. I'm just I just want to throw that disclaimer out <laughs> there. I do that also think um Drake Drake can rhyme. You say Drake. <laughs> Draper. Right. Drake. I believe Drake can rhyme, okay. so I don't have any that's any first time I've heard you say that. Okay. That's not the first time I've said that. That's the first time I've heard you say that. I think Drake can rhyme. Uh I respect him as an artist. I respect his um fluidity mm-hmm. and moving back and forth between what's your favorite drake song let's just see how real this is what's your favorite drake song um houston huh what what <laughs> what is it <laughs> what is it houston vegas atlanta houston Atlanta, vegas yeah, yeah, yeah. the song is 10 years old that's, that's when i really liked drake but you didn't really like drake because i remember when i first let you hear the so far going mixtape but i like that song we were in my car and you was like oh who is this he just sounds who is you just like well automatically just like not I like that song that song is 10 years old so let me say that I'm not a fan of Drake albums okay what are you a fan of I just think Drake is all right he's all right I'm not here I'm not a I'm not a Drake stan okay but I respect what he does okay he just doesn't always do it for me okay I got you so more life so let me just say that I'm Really over the uh, Jafakin Drake. <laughs> um, now, I mean, I get it. It had its moment. Mm-hmm. I want to hear Drake rap. Okay. I'm better with Drake when he's actually rapping. When he raps, okay. 
I'm not going to say there aren't songs where he is singing that are like catchy, but it's not anything I want to hear on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. There's way too much sing-songy Drake mm-hmm. on this album for me. Okay. You got Passion Fruit, mm-hmm. Yawn. Really? You got Get It Together. Eh, it's okay. He basically stole that whole song, uh, the Black Coffee Superman joint. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's all right. I don't want to hear that on a regular basis. That Madiba Rhythm, uh, Madiba Rhythm, mm-hmm. Yawn, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Yawn, 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 okay. I'm just I'm tired of your faking Drake. I'm right. tired of tired of sing songy Drake. Okay. I'm just not really here for it. So um, well, let me just say this. So <sighs> it, it sounds like it can all of those sound like a continuation of the last album. Right. So I'll I'll say this. So the more and I don't know if you know this, but the more life title is actually something that he kind of borrowed from Vibes Cartel, who is a huge uh, dance hall artist, and uh, so all it, it it originates it from that comes. Brings it up, ties it together for the Jafakin vibe. Right. So, again, when I came into this project, I was also expecting Drake to rap. Well, you said that the last time. And he got me. Yeah, he got me. He got me last time. I definitely, when when views dropped, I really, really wanted, I wanted rapping Drake because it was on the heels of the meat beef. And he had been putting out records where he was actually rapping. So it made sense to me for him to come back and say, all right, this is rapping Drake. When I didn't get rapping Drake the last album, I kind of gave him a pass because I was like, okay, well, maybe this is something that he was already in the process of putting together. Maybe he just, you know, just kind of went in and did those. But he already had his idea of what, if you're reading this, is too late, was going to be. Kind of how I got duped on that J. Cole joint. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Put the guns away, killer. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and I don't dislike the J. Cole album, but I still got duped. Right, I got you. Yeah, it's similar to that. Right, similar to that. There was, you know, some songs that were put out and you thought they were going to have a certain feel, a certain vibe. Right, I thought. The album comes out, it's totally different. So, yes. with this, I was also, again, expecting rapidly Rap Drake because that's the Drake that. I like more than uh, the other Drakes. I think Drake is a type of artist sing where... sing-songy Drake. Yeah, I got, I got sing-songy Drake, but I will say that these are really good sing-songy Drake songs. Are they, I think so. The, the, the majority of them. Now, they 22 tracks like is a lot. They don't sound like anything different. They don't sound like anything different. It sounds like a continuation. 22 tracks is a lot of songs. So I definitely feel like some of these are throwaway records. I do like the J-Lo joint where they sampled J-Lo. That's going to be a big record. I I really like what they did there. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I really mm-hmm. like what they did there. That's going to be a major record. And then you got to think like a lot of this stuff I'm listening to when I listen to these Drake records now, now that I've come to the realization number 1, I had to tell somebody this that the days of rapidly rap Drake are gone. Like after this, I just have accepted the fact it's that it's just gonna be like contemplate life over mellow tracks, Drake. It's gonna be From here on out. No, it's gonna be very female friendly. I'm gonna make this music to keep me on the top of the pop charts and to keep my Instagram quotes popping. So when people take pictures, there's gonna be a bunch of Drake Instagram quotes as the captions. I like the um since way back joint, that was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I like the J Lo joint. Uh, just the rest of the slow singing. There's one, one record one. where he he really is rapping. I didn't take notes for no, this. No, there's one. some there's some rapping. There's some rapping. Um, he actually rapped on Free Smoke. He actually rapped on uh, No Long Talk. On No Long Talk, I like the beat. I don't really like that UK rapper Gigs. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I, heard, I see a lot of people talking about him on 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 social media. I think he's a big deal in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I just don't. I don't like his sound. I didn't really. It just didn't do it for me. Yeah, it yeah, didn't yeah. sound polished at all it just i I wasn't here for it um so i kind of like the beat on no long talk um that was murder beats but i didn't really like the song or gigs Mm -hmm. itself um he rapped on uh can't have everything i think uh he raps on lose you i love that song um so on lose you i felt like he was really rhyming Mm -hmm. i was digging his actual what he what he had to say Mm mm-hmm but I think the track is boring. 
I didn't mm. really like the track. Mm. I felt like that would have been a, a winner for me mm-hmm. if it was on... The track is boring. Well, I, I definitely think... I know it's supposed to be that mellow, like... Right, you keep saying... <laughs> you keep saying that. I'm contemplating life. No, I don't think I don't think it's supposed to be that. Over mellow tracks. Nah, I don't think it's supposed to be that. I just think it's supposed to be one of those records where he's just... Like, where he's just rhyming. Um, did I lose you? Um, the beat did. Oh, okay. All right. I see what you did there. Uh, but I, I think Drake has issues when it comes to those types of songs where he is rapping. I think Drake just has, he doesn't always make the right choices of beats. So you have a good point. So like one of my favorite Drake verses of all times is his verse on the throw it in the bag remix with him and, with him and Fab. I think that's dope. But I think there have also been times where Drake has spit rhymes over like soul beats. Like when, funny I should mention this, but when Bink did the um, Jodeci, the Jodeci yeah. joint. Oh well, bitches paint OVO on their toenails and show up at the show to after party in the hotel. That five star in your city, they know where we at. I hit the lobby, women screaming like Jodeci's back, nigga. That's a Drake I can get into. Right, 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 right. That's a Drake I can get into. I definitely think you need more of that. Uh, and hopefully we will get more of that. I just think right now he's just in a space where, you know, he's basically trying to feed those 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 female fans who. Well, I'm a woman fan, right. and I'm tired of you singing. Right. I'm tired of no, you singing. It. Not that he doesn't make good songs when he's singing, but I mean, I'm, I'm just it, it gets very repetitive. Mm-hmm. To me, they just all start to sound the same. But when I listen to him, when I listen to this album. Using, you know, I have two sets of ears. So when I listen to this album using my radio ears and I hear um, the songs like Passion Fruit and the song with um, I get that. the song sure with Two Chains, the song with Quavo from the Migos. Uh, Sacrifices. It's a, it's, it's a lot of really good radio records on this album. Like, I'm, I'm like really. And I think, you know, just to c- contrast what we were saying earlier about what we want and what we want from him. I think Drake also does on the flip side, he does a good job of remaining relevant to this generation of music buyers so when i listen to him when i listen to certain songs number one the song with 21 savage is not on the album i don't think i didn't hear anything with right the 21 savage Savage is not the 21 savage song is not on the record but when i listen to certain flows that he has when he is rapping yeah i've heard him do that new right he's like there's 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 certain joints where he sounds like lil yachty and he just has kind of takes lil yachty's flow and if that's if that's what you want to call it and kind of made it his own like, so for him, it's all about staying relevant. So 10 to 15 years from now, we'll look up and Drake has had a 25-year career, 25-year-long career because of his ability to adapt to what's And I'm going not mad on. at Drake because obviously there's a market for it. And obviously there are plenty of people that enjoy it. I'm just saying as an entire album, yeah. it's not anything that I'm just going to put in and just let it play. Right, right, right. Um, There were, I do want to say there were one or two that I really, really liked. Mm-hmm. Just a couple. Um, so there were a lot of songs that were like, eh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I can I can listen to that. And then there were the ones that I really literally wrote in my notes, yawn. Right. But I really like 4422. Okay. Which, ironically, you don't even really hear Drake on. 4422 has, and I don't know why it doesn't show in the... Like it doesn't say featuring mm-hmm. Sampa. Sampa, yeah. But yeah, as yeah. soon as I heard it, I was like, Sampa, yeah, yeah, yeah. that you made fun of in the last episode. I remember. But I could tell it was Sampa. But I did read that somewhere, though. I really, really like that track because it gives me that like really um, 80, late 80s, 90s R&B groove. Like mm-hmm. that track is like a real 80s, 90s R&B track. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like Sampa over it because he's not a... R&B singer by any means. Right. Um, but really, uh, you don't really hear Drake on that song. And when I was listening to the album, 4422 goes right into Galchester. So I thought it was all one song. Right, right, It was right. actually two songs. But I like the way it flows into that. Mm-hmm. And I like both of those. But 4422 is like a three-minute song. I don't hear Drake on it anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 it's he calls it a playlist. So... You know, I guess it's not necessarily mm-hmm. an album, so I guess it's his playlist. You you'll hear some, um, some of the other OVO artists of mm-hmm. there. I thought it was going to be when I heard it was going to be a playlist. I thought it was going to be more of a compilation style, mm-hmm. and I thought That's that what you was think of when you say a playlist, right, right, right. And I thought uh, like an OVO 
playlist or whatever. And I thought that was going to be kind of an escape for him to, to, to get away with doing these things that he wants to do. And I was honestly going to give him a pass. Like if this album wasn't what I wanted it to be, I was just going to be like, okay, well, this ain't a Drake album. Right, 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 right. But I can't really do that because it's not really a whole lot of, um, other artists up there. Yeah, I just thought it was strange that one of my favorite songs on the album, I don't even hear Drake on. However, yeah. he still has cultivated it and done whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm really into 4422, right into, I hope I'm saying that right, Gail Chester. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, I really like Glow. The I Kanye really like Glow. Why did they use the entire Earth, Wind, and Fire? I was here for it, though. Uh, <laughs> like, I was, I listened to it while I was uh, washing my hair. Which is a chore, so I was glad for the distraction. Mm-hmm. And I like the hook, the watch out for me, I'm about to glow. I, you know, I'm a big Kanye fan, and right. I'm a big fan of Kanye, you know, coming back to us, walking back into the light. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that that's, I hope we hear more things that we want to hear from Kanye and more collaborations like this. Mm-hmm. But I really love the song, and when they broke into that devotion. Yeah, when I heard it, I was like, Wait a minute! Did, they literally like, did the like song let it play go to off, the end. and like did, did Drake's album go off, and like <laughs> Apple Music just switch to till the end? I was so I confused. Was, I was not confused. I was like, okay, okay, right, okay. Right. I got excited, but I really liked Glow. Um, it said that the production was credited to both Kanye, uh, and Noah Shabib. Mm-hmm. Forty. So I don't know whose idea yeah. that was. Right, right, but. Okay, yeah. yes, here for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was really into that. So those are like the three songs on the There's three songs on the album that I really like, and then there's a bunch that are like, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just, like I said, it's just not something I can put on. I really, these days, I'm into albums where I can literally just put them on and let them go. Yeah, like if I'm, if I'm listening for my hip-hop, then this ain't the album that I wanted it to be. Um, but if I'm listening for, I can't, I can't say this is a bad album. Like I cannot honestly say that this is a bad album i'm not really gonna say it's bad i'm just saying i don't really care about well some people online have basically some people online love it but some people again they were expecting hip-hop drake you know what i mean so i can't i can't bash it at all just because of i see what its intentions were um Mm -hmm. and now after this i i can't really i don't know if i could stand for i'm like you said i'm i I can't do another like jafakin Drake after this right like I can't I can't do that again <laughs> this, is, this is this is this is enough like this like you is, had a run with it yeah, yeah, like, yeah. this is enough let's this, move on this is enough um but I think overall I think it's a very solid album some people have said that it's his best offering ever wow. I won't say that because to me nothing will ever from Drake be better than so far gone but I mean, I've been seeing some really, really good commentary and just you know people posting good things about it. But well, the thing is, people that love Drake love Drake. I don't think they can see anything yeah. else. Yeah. Um, people that hate Drake hate Drake, and right. I don't think they can see anything else. Yeah. I'm like right in the middle. Like he's not always for me, but I definitely respect what he does. Um, I'll probably end up taking these three or four songs that I like, throw them on a playlist, and. You know, get my more life that way. Yeah, I mean, we and we just have to, for me, just honestly stop expecting Drake to make hip hop, and when he does, kind of just take it as a treat, like, oh, okay, thanks. But in the meantime, like the songs that he does make are, you know, they're mm-hmm. cool songs. Like they're, you know, they're good quality songs. Like, you know, I could see a a single man going on a date and picking up his date and. Popping his just Drake join in for this date and And she'll probably love it. I'm a little she'll different. She'll love it. Like that's you know, I'm a little different. <laughs> you know, if I was single, that's what I would do. Like I would just But I mean that wouldn't work on me, so you'd be behind. <laughs> well, you probably wanted me to put on MOP's greatest hits or something. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and then, you know, I'm just like Annie up like over and over it. So Sounds yeah. romantic to me. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think much would work. On you. Uh, okay, so now that we have, I guess, our views, for lack of a better term, our views <laughs> on more life, mm. um, let's talk about Ross. Rather you than me. Rather you than me. So I, I guess I'll start this one off. Um, 
so Ross dropped on, like I said, on, on a Friday. Um, I had been kind of anticipating this Ross album for a while. I'm a Ross fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been looking forward to this Ross album for a good amount of time. Um, once he announced it, you know, we had Ross on the show. Right. And we talked about on that episode. Right. How keen an ear yes. Ross has when yes. it comes to picking tracks and yes. picking beats. Yes, yes, yes. His yes, selection yes. Uh, is amazing. It's, it's impeccable. Like, so if y'all haven't heard, if you're listening now, if you haven't heard the Ross episode, uh, once this episode is go over, back. go back and check that thing out because that's a real dope episode too. Um, but just going coming into this project, I have been looking forward to it. I've been hearing a lot of people talking about it. Um, and I really, really wanted to hear what Ross was going to do, like especially after 10 years in the game and especially after that conversation that we had with him about his 10 years in the game. It, w- it was interesting to me um, to hear what I thought he would he was going to say and what he was going to do with this project. So immediately going into this album and listening to this album, um, it's amazing. Like, I'm really into it. It's amazing. I put it on Friday morning on the way to work, and I immediately I, I like the first um, first song choice mm-hmm. with Ross. Excuse me, with Raphael Sadiq. Right. Uh, you can always pull me in. If you throw Raphael Sadiq on your track, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, always. Mm-hmm. Um, he just really makes a track soulful. Yeah. I really liked, of course, then what was next? Santorini Grease? Was that the second song? Yes, that's second. As soon as Santorini Grease came on, I was like, bink. Yeah. Yeah. Bink. Um, I really, and then Idols Become Rivals. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to that. You know, that's playing. Like I said, I'm just driving. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what's up. And as soon as I heard, came to the realization that your watch, watch was, was fake. fake. Oh gosh, the song a... took a turn oh, right gosh. there. Like oh, at first, gosh. it just seemed like the normal shenanigans. Right, right, right. And then as soon as I heard that line, my ears perked up. Like, oh, right, right. Because right. you don't just call anybody out on their little watch. Yeah. Like in my mind, unless like, this is about to be like this is halfway a diss track. Right. Yeah. In my mind, I was like the dude from the Get Out scene where he's like running to the camera and he just turns. <laughs> And you're just like, ah, it's just like, no, he didn't do this. No, no, no. As soon as I heard that line, my eyes got big, like, oh, like yeah. I, I like I was driving, but I got my popcorn. Right. Out. Like, like this is what we're doing. This about to be good. Yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> this is what we're doing. But um I know that that's the that's the uh song that kinda is, you know, garnering yeah. all the controversy right now. But it's just a solid album. It's a solid album and just going into Ross's Ross can rhyme. Like there's records up there where Ross is really, really like in his in his pocket. You know what I mean? And I think he on this album is proving that he could still number one rhyme with the best of them. And he's one of, if not top three most underrated song I don't just want to say rappers because when you combine his rhymes with his ability to pick the exact beats that he needs to rhyme over you have to you have to give him credit for being a great song creator like he definitely creates an entire vibe yeah um, not just on a song but throughout an album yeah. you know you ever heard an album where like you can't get a good vibe from it it just kind of skips around his mm-hmm. albums always give you a complete vibe whether you're with the vibe or not yeah. it gives you a complete vibe and we'll get into this with our special guests later, but he, I, I kind of saw someone say on, I can't remember which one of my social media platforms I was on, but they said, you know, uh, uh, Rick Ross, he always has good beats. He's talking about the same old thing, but I really feel like on this album, he has a lot more uh, depth, a lot more. It's a, It's very introspective. Yeah, it's, you know. It, I, I mean, you know, there's always the women, money, hustling. Yeah, yeah, That's but it's cool. it's so much but, more. But I feel like he definitely goes deeper on this album. Yeah, like when you when you when you dive so in, and I'll just real quick some of my favorite. Do you have any favorite lines? I'm gonna give you my 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 some of my favorite lines from the album. Like last request, can all producers, can all producers please get paid? Please get paid, right? <laughs> um, 
One of my favorite lines, of course. And then, course. like, you hear him, I'm sorry, and then, like, you hear him, like, ruffling the papers. Yeah, like, oh, no, when he, ruffling the papers and drinking his juice. Yes. Like, that's the greatest <laughs> like ever. Like, I took this sip. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the greatest ever. Uh, that um, just adds that it's another um, part of curating a whole yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, So let, let's talk Go about ahead. some of my favorite lines. So, uh, of course, I told Meek I wouldn't trust Nikki. Instead of beefing with your dogs, you just give him some distance. Like, that right there, like, speaks to what everyone was wondering when... That like where Ross stood when that beef was going on, mm-hmm. like we never really knew for sure. Like we talked about it to him on the episode when he was on it, um, but just like I'm not gonna beef with my man. Like I'm just gonna give him some space and let him kind of see for himself. And what I told him turned out to be true. You know what I mean? Yeah. From you know from his eyes. One of my faves um, when you black lips chap because the game cold. Mm-hmm. I'm giving nigga job. I'm giving niggas jobs mm-hmm. when I sing songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. White man love me when I get my bling on, Whew. but you hate me buying real estate in mm-hmm. foreign land. Mm-hmm. Jesse Jackson on the people Just payroll. Just that first line, right. when you black lips chaps because the game yes, cold. Yes, 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 yes. It's, it's, and I mean, it's, it's stuff like that. Like I said, Jesse Jackson on the people payroll. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm happy Donald Trump became the president because we got to destroy before we elevate. Like, I don't really agree with that. I've heard... I've, Combat Jack be saying that too. Right, I'm, no, but, I, but that, I get it. But, but I'm saying, like, we've never heard... Ross even really speak on politics, though. Right. That's the point I'm trying to the, make. I don't. Necessarily, I mean, I necessarily agree with it, but right. it's again deeper than rap. For lack of a better term, I'm on a roll today. Uh-huh. It's deeper than rap. So go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so again, so for those who say that it's just the same old saying, you know, we're seeing Ross to a degree mature as an artist, and you know, there's more content to to what he's bringing to the table, and when he raps over certain beats. Um, you know, it brings those things out of him. Nothing like Brian Williams, but when they come home, I kiss him. Oh, another dig there. Like, yeah, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. That's Scientology, there. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another. He, he is. Yeah, it's two shots on that on that album. I mean, on that song, he throws two shots of Birdman. That's one of them. I can't remember what it's the like other it's one is. It's not just the one song. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, I just love the way that when Ross when he rhymes, you know, he really brings the best out of a beat. And I think he does a great job of just taking control and just like sucking you in, pause. Ugh. But he does a great job of just like bringing you in, like especially on the when he gets on these soul beats. Like it's just like you can only you just got to sit back and listen. Yeah. Also, he does this thing sometimes like at the end of a song or maybe midway through a song where he just starts yelling, mm-hmm. like at the end of Lamborghini Doors mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Meek Mill. You got Anthony Hamilton. Uh, Which I don't like Anthony Hamilton on Lamborghini. You don't? I don't. I like Anthony. I like Anthony Hamilton on anything. I don't think. I don't think he fits on Lamborghini doors. I like it, but at the end he starts doing like he's still talking, but he's like starts yelling. Right, 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 right. And it just you get hype. Like you just get you be like, yeah, yeah, Ross, what we doing? Yeah, yeah, what we at with it? Right, right, yeah, yeah. I I really enjoy that. The the one thing that I don't like. I don't like Dej Loaf on a I love Dej Loaf on, I love Dej Loaf on that record. Let me say, let me say. On the hook part, that's fine. It kind of goes. Mm-hmm. When she's rhyming, I don't like it. She sounds like a kid. Mm. And I it's a the Maybach series I don't of think songs, it should be called Maybach music though. The May, yeah, the Maybach music series of songs mm-hmm. is always like a real grown and sexy yeah, 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 yeah. type feel. She sounds like a child and I know that's just her voice. Yeah. She sounds like a kid. I don't want to hear her talking about like her panties and whatnot. She right. sounds like a kid right. on that I, song. I it, love, it doesn't fit for me. I love the way she sounds on that record. I actually, when I, like I first heard it. the way she sounds it, on the hook. When I think, she's rhyming, I don't like it. She sounds 12. I think it would be a perfect marriage um, if Ross were to sign her to Maybach Music. Just because I know it's been at least two years since she's had, you know, any real traction. Um in the industry, mm-hmm. you know, she had that, those couple of records that did, that did pretty well on radio. Yeah. Um, but other than that. And I like the song itself, mm-hmm. but for it to be Maybach Music 5. Yeah, I don't think it should be called Maybach Music 5 I, at all. She just, she sounds like a, her, her natural voice, she sounds like a kid. Mm-hmm. And the subject matter and just the, the structure of the song, he needed like a grown woman you want to like Betty Wright on that joint or something? Like no, I'm talking about if a, if somebody was going to rhyme, like right. they needed to like, a, like not sound twelve. Right. Okay. I got you. I got you. But no, I li- I like that record. Um, 
I like Dave, I like the way Dave's low sounds. I, I think that she I think she could use some guidance and I think Ross could be the one to guide her mm-hmm. to success. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think it's time for I think Maybach music needs a female presence. Of course, Teacher Moses didn't work out. Um mm-hmm. I, I I just think he should sign it. I think he should he should make that happen some somehow. That could just be me, but um I think that would be dope. Um, going back to Lamborghini doors, there's something there's something about Lamborghini doors that I don't like. What? And I've heard a lot of people talk bad about Meek's verse. I don't dislike Meek's verse at all. I was gonna say I'm like I'm not a huge Meek Mill fan, but I'm fine with Meek. Yeah, Mill. I'm, I was totally fine with it. Um, I liked him fine on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I don't like, I don't like the mix on Lamborghini doors. Like when you listen to it. Like Meek's vocals and Ross's vocals sound like they were recorded in two different places really? by two totally different engineers. Like it's just, it it it's crazy. Like it just sounds totally. It sounds like two different songs when you listen to the vocals. Mm, I would have to go back and revisit it for that. It's like they they fade technical ear. Yeah, they they fade Meek in in the beginning, which is which is cool. I like the way that sounds because Ross is telling a story about mm-hmm. how he. You know, went to visit went to Meek visit. in jail. Right, 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 right. So that sounds good when they fade it in. But it's just like, it's just mixed totally different. And I don't know if that was because Ross was on house arrest and they couldn't. I, I don't know. I, what I'm, I, I would be interested to hear um, the process for creating that song because I'm willing to bet that they weren't made in the same studio and they weren't those vocals weren't mixed by the same engineer. I think it's dope that, first of all, I don't know if you have, you probably don't have this in your notes, but... I love Yo Gotti on both of the records that he's on. You know, I'm a huge Yo Gotti fan. I did not. You are correct. You, you, didn't, even, you didn't even acknowledge Yo Gotti. You didn't even acknowledge the boy. I do love the song with Nas if we're talking about people we love. Well, I'll come back to that. I got some stuff to say about that Nas record. Um, but I, we're I, talking about features. I, you love know. The, I love the fact he has Yo Gotti up there twice. I think that's so dope. Um, I love the fact that he has Jeezy up there, of course, considering their history. And I think this record is a much, much better song than, uh, the song that they had together for Jeezy's album or whatever that was for a couple of years ago. Right. Um, I don't know. I think War Ready is what that was called. I didn't really like that song. Um, I think this is a much better song. Also, people will say that I've heard it's been said. Well, let me say this. I think this is Ross's best album to date. Um, some people will say that Teflon Don is Ross's best album. Um, that's the that's the album with uh, BMF, mm-hmm. uh, Aston Music. Uh, that's a great album. Agree. And, and I think that album does a great job of balancing uh, street records with commercial records this i just really like that he goes deeper on this right we all know like i said women money hustling right 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 we all know but he goes a little deeper yeah i mean again teflon dawn is a great album this album the soul of this album and i'll say this now the just the soul and the cornerstone of this album and the difference maker in this album is bink like bink makes the difference in this album the three records that he has, if you take those, if you take those three records off, right, and let's replace those with three records by producer Joe Schmo. And producer Joe Schmo has good beats or whatever, mm-hmm. but he don't he don't have that soul, right? He don't have those drums. He don't have the, just that sound. No, that that soul sound that Bink brings to the table. We're having a totally different conversation right now. True, true. I think that Bink's production is really what I call like visceral soul. Like mm-hmm. you literally feel it um, at just such a basic level. Like mm-hmm. it's it's easy. Um, it's obvious. It's what we really love to hear Ross on. Mm-hmm. And I think that they have to do more together. They have to continue doing work together. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's perfect. Yeah, it's a perfect it's, marriage. It's a perfect marriage. What Bink brought to this album, I don't even think you could even words can't begin to describe it because when I listen to Santa Tori Santorini Greece. San, I keep wanting to say Sangaria. Sangaria. I don't know why. San, you're trying to have a drink. Right. <laughs> what is it? Santorini? Santorini Greece. Santorini Greece. Okay, I got it. All right. So when I listen to Santorini Greece, uh, it's one of those records that I just listen to over and over and over again. 
you know. Immediately. I immediately. repeated that about three times before I could yeah. just move on. Yeah. And then from there to Scientology, uh, it's just that that soul makes all the difference in the world. And Bink has Gaming mastered. based on sympathy. Right. Bink has mastered that soul sound. So, I Absolutely. mean. So, we'll come back. Let, let, well, I, how about this? How about we come back and talk about Ross a little bit more? But since we're talking about Bink, let's. Let's get him on the phone. Let's yeah. You know, let's, let's do a little a, a quick little uh, cameo appearance. Yeah, I mean it's not a song or anything, but we can call it a just a, just a quick. <laughs> we'll, a, we'll call it a drive by. How about that? <laughs> a drive by. <laughs> it's a drive by interview. Yes, a, so, a little a little drive by. Yeah, so let's get Bink on the phone just real quick because uh, we actually are going to do we're doing a sit down with Bink and we'll talk about uh, some other stuff. But you know, with this Ross album being out and being what it is. Uh, it's only right that we get a conversation with Bink in on this episode just Word. because we want to hear what he has to say. Bink as a producer, just his career, um, the major, major hits that he's put out and the soul that he's given, the heart and soul that he's given to major projects uh, over, you know, the last several years Blueprint. or the last, what, 10, 15 years. Yeah, um, maybe longer than that. He deserves a full scale interview. Yeah. Um, and so we're definitely going to do that. But for this, we wanted to get his take on the album, what he contributed. And so, yeah, let's get into this Bink drive-by. Yeah, let's get into the Bink drive-by. All right, y'all, it's the Can I Kick It podcast. And on the line with us right now, I got him on hold. But this is my man. He's a, a, a friend of the show. We go back like years and years and years. I'm going to bring my man Bink Dog on the line. Hold up. Hey, Bink, what's happening? Um... First of all, what up with you? Oh, we chilling, man. We just kind of want to talk to you about uh, this album that Ross just put out and the role that you played in it and just, you know, kind of just talk about everything that you had to contribute to this album. So, yeah, basically, it was a long time coming for me and Ross. <clears throat> me and Ross been knowing each other for, you know, over 10 years. You know, I've done a record here and there with him, you know, over the years. But this is the first time that we actually locked in, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know? So it was it was a long time coming, but it was it was a great experience. I went out and stayed his crib for like a month, and uh, cooked up out there and made the records on the spot. So it was dope. Well, like you said, y'all have worked together forever, so obviously there's a relationship there. What's your creative process with him? Do you do you have him in mind when you create a track? Does he tell you what he's looking for? Kind of walk us through what's your creative process with Ross. I mean, the, the crazy thing is, I flew out to Miami probably almost four years ago to work with him. Khaled flew me out, and um, I did Santorini, Greece that day. Mm. And um, they didn't—I don't think he heard it or something, but he never got it. But the name of the track was called Ross Three because, like, the third one I did while I was out there. <laughs> so the track has been called Ross Three for like almost four years. So when he called me out to his crib, I just reintroduced it to him again. And I kind of refined it and added some things to it. Did he remember it? Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, he jumped right on it that day. And uh, like I said, you know, it was just, it was a marriage. It just, it just felt crazy. You know, just hearing him recording the vocals, I just, I knew it was something special there. In those years that you had that track, could you hear anybody else on it? Or were you just holding it for Ross? Like in your mind, as the person who created that, is there anybody else that you could have heard on it? I mean, a couple people, but if I can't get it to them, I just keep it in the tuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why, you know, I held it for so long. Right. I'd rather keep it than just sell it to somebody just to sell it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me tell you, Ross 3 is my favorite track on the entire album. So it was definitely worth the wait. Oh, I appreciate that. Well, thank you. Definitely. You and Beat Billionaire were the two producers with the most tracks on the album at three apiece. Did you have a hand in guiding the direction of the album at all? I mean, we all we all, we all all did to a certain degree because we, we stayed at the crib together, you know. So B and they came over every day. You know, Ross came down to record every day. And, you know, Sam Sneak and, and uh, you know, just the whole crew. Everybody just, you know, we discussed and picked beats. You know what I'm saying? Ross got a, you know, a good ear, as you know already. Mm-hmm. He already, you know, he needs no help picking a beat. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was just more so just helping to just organize stuff and see who we want to get you know, on the record, who would be the feature, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Where do you think Ross gets that ear from? Like, I t- you know, I told him when we talked to him a couple of months ago, we had him on the show, and I told him, I said, he's one of, if not the best uh, beat picker, for lack of a better term, that there is right now. Like, where do you think that comes from? Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, 
you can't buy class. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you, either you got a good ear or you don't. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just like fashion. Right. You know what I'm saying? As far as your eye and what you think is fashion, what you think is hot. So, you know, Ross got a good eye for fashion and music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just natural for him to, to gravitate to certain certain sounds. But the influence comes from, you know, 2001 Blueprint. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Without Blueprint, there would be no Maybach music. You know what so, I'm saying? So that that's the that's the that was the vibe that we created back then, and and, and people like Ross and Young Jeezy have been you know keeping that sound going ever since they came in the game. So let's let's elaborate on that a little bit because you know you spoke on Blueprint. Like of course you had a heavy hand in in crafting Blueprint, which is was arguably one of Jay's best albums. Depending Absolutely. on you know depending on who you talk to, it's definitely up there as one of if not his best album. To me, right. this is Ross's, his magnum opus. This is his best album. This is, it doesn't get any better than this for Ross at this point to me. So as a producer, as someone who has had a hand in both of those, like how would you compare and contrast the making of both of those projects? Um, oh, pretty much, uh, he just, you know, he lays back and just, you know, he don't really have any, uh, opinion on the music or really too much involved in the music too tough but you know what I'm saying Ross is in there you know what I'm saying at the same time but they both like I said they both have a genius way of how they create you know what I'm saying that's mm-hmm. what makes it easy to do good records with them you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I, I think in, in a sense they both work the same way you know what I'm saying both of them quick you know when they hear it they go right you know what I'm saying? It's, it, it, you know, I've been in sessions with people with the music going for two days and they only have a verse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Ross will write four verses for one record to pick the best three. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Type thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, his work ethic is definitely, you know, uh, unprecedented for yeah. real. So you did, like I said, my favorite track, Santorini Grease. You did Gaming Based on Sympathy and Scientology. And they all have that soulful that really visceral soul sound from bank that we love to hear ross on were there any tracks that you did that didn't make it oh we did like nine records actually oh wow so so you know we had like another six in the top that's crazy yeah i mean it's, so, it, it's something about when when, when fat boy gets on that on that soul man he just has a way especially on this project of getting in that getting in those pockets and just you know, rhyming in a way that, you know, really only he can do. You know what I mean? I mean, then his voice gives him another advantage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got a dope voice, his tone. Mm-hmm. But um, you can't you can't fake it over soul music. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you get totally exposed lyrically when you try to rhyme over soul music. It's not so as critical over trap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As long as you got a good balance, you're good. Yeah. But so the soul music to, to to have it give you that feeling, you know, like it is when you know when he does them, it's like it, it just lets you know how special it is. Mm-hmm. That only certain people can do it. Yeah, it has to have some substance, and it seems like your tracks that he rhymed over have a little bit more substance than, like you said, the the bounce or the trap beats. So we had different conversations, that's why. So you know, it's just you know, and people who you know, real writers always tend to incorporate, you know, their real life in their music. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So from just you no know, conversations, just you know, just us looking at certain things on YouTube, you know, the influence come from that, and he, just, he puts it in the records. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's obvious that you know, just from what I've seen on social media, you know, of course, everybody uh, is going to gravitate to the shock value of idols become rivals or whatever. But the standout track on this album is. Is is Santa, Santa, I get what, what is Santorini Santorini Greece? <laughs> we, we gotta get our passport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't up. know nothing about. It. I was like, what is that? Is that a drink or something? Like, I didn't know. Uh, that's like the you know that's like the standout album, uh, the standout track on the album. Like honestly, you know, in the last two days, I probably listened to it fifteen to twenty times. Oh, that's crazy. Just, you know, just as somebody who you know, me and you, we know each other like in real life, and it, you know, it's just a pleasure to see. Um, brothers just succeed, man, and just have that, you know, just add this one to all of the work that you've done and, you know, just kind of add it to your legacy. It's, it's, you know, it's just honorable, man, just to see that you contributed this great project to the culture and, you know what I mean, something that we can all, like, sit back and 
15, 20 years from now, we can re- like reminisce over this record. Like when I hear this record, honestly, it reminds me of like the first couple of times I heard Nas's Life's a Bitch. Like just because the way that it plays out with the horns and, you know, just the different instrumentation in the background. Like it's just, it's just a dope project. It's that riding out music. It's yeah. what I call riding music. Like you, you really want to get in the car and put this on and just go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a, I love the way that came together. I added that sax last day. Mm-hmm. That sax at the end, it just like it just goes. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. it goes. It goes. Is that somebody playing live or is that a sample? Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. So look. So we're going to have you on the show. Like, we're going to have an actual sit-down with Bink Doll. Like, that's the... We're going to come to the V, and then we're going to sit down, and we're going to have a conversation. We're just going to talk about your whole career and your legacy and just everything that you've offered um, to the culture real soon. So we got to get you back. But when we come to the town, we definitely going to sit down and uh, get a full Bink Doll Humble Monster uh, episode. Absolutely. All right, where well, we appreciate you being on Can I Kick It podcast, coming and kicking it with us, and just keep doing it for the culture. We need it. Appreciate y'all. All right, Bing. We'll talk to you. Yes, sir. So I hope you all enjoyed that Bink drive-by. Uh, definitely check for his work on this album. And definitely keep listening to us so that you hear when we do our full sit-down with Bink. Uh, and so you can get the rest of the... Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, let's just get back to this Ross album real quick. You were touched on the Nas song. Uh, I'm not a fan of that beat. I feel like Nas could have been on a different beat. I like it. Fine. Um... It's a great, it's a good verse. It's a very good verse from Nas, mm-hmm. but I don't expect anything else from Nas. Well, he don't usually just come through dropping off garbage. No, 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 not at all. But the song as a whole, I think Born into it. It's okay, like it's okay. But when I put it up against other songs on that record, on that album, I, so do you feel like they? He, you wanted to hear Nas on like one of the best songs on the album? Yes, I feel like that's. I feel like out of all of the what is this? 14, 17 songs on the album, something like that. I feel like that's the worst beat out of really? all of them. Out of all of them, I feel like that's the worst beat. Mm. Um, which yeah, is not to say, it's not a bad beat, but it's just like, it's just nothing there. It's very stripped down. It's very basic. Um, there's no instrumentation. It's kind of just like a kick and a snare and like a bass line or something. And, but it's, I mean, it's cool. But, I think it's basic, and then but Nas comes on and elevates it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, Wasn't doing it for you. No, nah. it's not a bad song. It's just when I compare it to my other favorites on the album, like I can think of five other songs that I would put ahead of that song. Probably more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough. And then, and then like the like Ross's. We talked about him on the soul records, but just but just Ross's ability to rhyme on those trap records too. Right. To, That's my kind of trap. Right. Jeezy, Ross. Yo Gotti. Jeezy, Ross. <laughs> Jeezy, yeah. Ross, T.I. That's my kind of and, trap. Oh, and let's say this. This has to be noted, too. Somebody pointed this out to me. So the fact that not only does Ross throw the shot at Birdman, he also pulls Young Thug into the album on like the very next song. You may not know this, but Young Thug is a part of Birdman's group, Rich Gang. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Tell it's me interesting. More. Not only is does he pull Young Thug in this, but this is one of the better verses, one of the harder verses that I've ever actually ever heard from Young Thug. So it's interesting to find out like what that relationship is going to be like between Young Thug and Birdman. Mm-hmm. And going back to Drake, I'm sorry, all of the stuff is just coming to me now. Mm-hmm. Thugger also has a verse where he's actually rhyming and not just doing that, you know, Young Thug singing auto-tune stuff, where he is actually rhyming on the Drake album too. So just comparing those, it's interesting that both of the new albums that drop both have actual rap verses from Young Thug. Not into it? That's fine. The people... <laughs> The people who are, somebody's well, listening. As soon as you called him Thugger, I was like, "That." I mean, that's his name. That's, like, I mean, the only Thugger I know is Slim. Slim, right? Only the only Thugger you acknowledge is Slim. Exactly. But no, I'm just saying because there are people who are into into Young, young thug. thug, and I just think it's very I interesting that Ross would have a verse from Thug on the very next song mm-hmm. after he disses Birdman. Right. Um, right. Again, sometimes you gotta dig, dig a little bit deeper to see. What's going on? What's going on? I mean, you're talking about people not getting paid. I just think it's interesting that Ross will be talking about producers not getting paid and people getting jerked and then going to 
Mm-hmm. Young Thug. I see you connecting the pieces. I mean, I'm just. I'm here know, for that. I'm, I'm just trying to curate some dope content for the people. That's it. Do it for the culture. Um, it was something else that I wanted to talk about too. Um, Thugger. I thought Wale had a good verse on his on on, on the song. Oh, Future uh, on the Ross record. So I really think that if you're going to put Future on a song in 2017, you got to put him on the hook. I think if you know, I I, I think it's a decent you know. I'm a, of course, I'm a Future fan. Um, but I think if you put Future, so are you saying he can't survive just based on lyrics alone? No, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. That's definitely not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you oh. want to, if you want to put him on a song, you can use him to his fullest potential. Oh, like because that's what you know. Again, radio, radio ears, radio wise. If you mm-hmm. want to put, if you want to have Future on a song, Future is one of the, the top, the, the top three hottest artists right now. You got to put him on. A, you got to put him on the hook. Like that's just that's just music one on one. Like if you're shooting for a radio record, that. He, maybe he doesn't want that to be a radio a record. Maybe. Could have very well been. But if it were me, if I got Future, I'm going to put Future on the hook. But that's just me. doesn't take that's away fair. from the fact that, you know, I love the album. I'm just saying, you know, just there are a few small areas of opportunity that um, if I were, you know. That's fair because although I'm not a huge Future fan, mm-hmm. uh, when I got the keys, the hook is, I, lo- I do like him on that hook. Right, 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 right. So, again, you know, you put Future on the hook, that's going to. That's gonna sell a little bit more, but other than that, that's the only, a little only yeah, like the, the only, only thing I that, didn't like about the album is the whole Dej, uh, Dej Loaf. Dej Loaf, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's probably. I mean, I don't like I said, I don't really like Anthony Hamilton on, um, the end of that. It song. wasn't a traditional Anthony Hamilton crooning, right? He it's like he totally... just kind of comes in at the end, and it just seems out of place to me. Mm. It didn't seem out of place to me, but it didn't. I would have wanted him to Anthony Hamilton it up more. Right, 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 um, right, right. I did. mean, with with all of the soul that's you, on the album. Right. If you're gonna have Anthony Hamilton use him use for the him soul. for the soul. Right. Use I him to go along with the now soul. That I, I can agree with because I didn't know right away that was Anthony Hamilton. And typically when you hear Anthony Hamilton, you know it's Anthony you Hamilton. You know it's him immediately. Right. right so right, I, right. I get that. All right, so one gotta go. <laughs> is there is there any wait, is there any is there anything else that we need to say about either of these albums? I think for me not having uh This is so easy it's unfair. This is so easy it's unfair. Um I just want to be sure we're touching all bases. Everything is touched. We touch production. Bases touch, loaded. <laughs> bottom of the night. <laughs> Alright, so one gotta go. Ishra, which one gotta go? Bye, Aubrey. Oh, you're getting Drake out of here. Bye. Um Based on the fact that... Audi 5000. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, for me... You know you about to say the same. Quit playing. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I, if one got to go, I'm getting Drake out of here. If I can only live with one of these albums for the rest of my life, Drake definitely got to go. Um, if I never hear this Drake album again for the rest of my life, I'd be fine. Like, like I said, I like those couple of songs... But it's nothing I would miss. Like, hey, whatever happened to that Drake album? Nah. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't nah. say. I can't. I, I can't say that because I know there's going to be at least three songs I, off of this album. I that know for sure that the radio is going to be they're gonna inundated. They're going to burn it down with all these songs that I just said. Yawn. Yeah, they're going to burn it. They're going to burn the Jennifer Lopez record down. Um, they're probably going to burn. There's a Tory Lanez diss. You probably didn't catch it, but he just throwing shots at Tory Lanez. So I forgot to touch on that. Um. They're probably going to burn Passion Fruit down and maybe one more. Was that um, this on Did I Lose You? That's the song that I like, right? That's the rapping song? Uh-huh. Yes, 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 yes. It See, is. See, I didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. miss it. Yeah, yeah, it is on Did I Lose You. Yes, ma'am. You got it. Um, Don't be underestimating me, sir. You got it. You got it. All right, so Drake got to go. I guess that's it. If we if we had to choose between Drake and Ross. I'm going to pack Aubrey a lunch <laughs> and send him off <laughs> with a note like your mama used to give oh, you. Oh, man. You're so cruel. <laughs> It's a great album. It's a it's a solid album, I should say. It's, it's a, all right. It's a solid album. You can't just do the man like it's that. It's all right. But if you got if one gotta go, all right. If gun to your head, that's all you come up with. Like you don't have to even put the gun to my head. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Oh my gosh. You, you can like shake a stick at me. Oh. <laughs> oh gosh. Gotta go. Oh my goodness. There's no need for heavy weaponry. Just get him out of here, huh? Mm. All right. Eh. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this episode. Drake gotta go. Ross stays. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, we can get Ross back on the show. You know. So, what's next? What are we doing? The reminiscence.
reminisce list. Oh, reminisce list. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's time for the reminisce list. The reminisce list. All right. So if you aren't familiar with the reminisce list, this is the part of the show where we kind of go back and uh, reminisce on some things from hip hop and hip hop culture that uh, we miss and that we just want to reminisce on. This episode on the reminisce list. Mm-hmm. I uh, want to reminisce on some different things about cassette tapes. Okay. I miss the glove box full of cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. That's what I miss. I miss when you used to get into my car right around like 1995, 96. You'd open up the glove box. I don't know because maybe you thought, I don't know, tissue was in there. Oh, or, oh yeah. Or, or gloves maybe. Gloves. Right. You wouldn't ever really put gloves in the glove box. <laughs> right. I don't know. But anyway, you would open my glove box and it would like pop open and like tapes would just spill out. Mm. Um, I always was that one that I needed all of my music with me. So like literally I would take all of my tapes out of the covers mm-hmm. and put, you know, because if you left them in the cover, they couldn't fit as many. So. Right. Put just jam them all in. So just like a glove box full of like Wu Tang and yes, Boot Camp and Mary yes. J. Did I already tell the story how on the podcast how someone broke into no. my car in high school? Okay. You didn't, but now's the perfect opportunity. Okay, so picture it, <laughs> Chesapeake, Virginia, nineteen ninety four, something, nineteen ninety something. So I'm in the parking. Uh, my car is parked in the parking lot of high school, mm-hmm. uh, said high school. Mm-hmm. And I come out to my car and someone has busted my window <laughs> in broad daylight, mm, mm, mm. stole my little pullout radio. You know, I had the actual the pullout, pullout radio. Why didn't you, didn't, but that's, you didn't have the face <laughs> with you. you no, this was before the one with the face. This oh, was oh. like the old school, like, pullout you really pulled oh. it out. And that's why I didn't take it into school with me because it was big and clunky. Like, oh, okay. I have time to be carrying that. See, when I started so, driving, we had the, the, the removable fix. I got that one next. Gotcha, okay. So, I get out to the car and I'm devastated because they've stolen my pullout radio and the glove box is open. All the tapes, gone. All the tapes are gone. I'm talking, this is like 1994-ish. Mm-hmm. So, I'm talking... There is a dark side was in there. Sheesh. 36 Chambers Sheesh. was in there. Um, Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, um, Zoo. Brooklyn Zoo was in there. I'm talking about like that's a whole glove box full of like that's a whole glove box full of like the wall lifetime guarantees just yes. going down the drain. Everything was in there. And here's the disrespectful part. Like they straight disrespected me. They took all of that good hip hop and there were two tapes left <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> Right under the glove box, like they were just like, eh, and threw those back. What was it? Brandy and Aaliyah. <laughs> like, yeah, they just left me with my <laughs> R&B. Like, yeah, I don't want this shit. Took all of my hip hop. Right. But, but anyway, I digress. Whew, I'll get worked up. Yeah, please don't. I really miss that glove box full of tapes, or once it became CDs, like you used to do the CD book, mm-hmm. but... I was looking at my CD book today, as a matter of fact. That book was always too much for me. Like, that book was always heavy. You were always trying to... Like you were gonna pull your whole shoulder out nah. trying to get it from the back seat. The, the I never did book, the book. The CD I just... book with like a hundred and forty-five <laughs> different uh, slots for CDs, and then you would categorize your joint. Like I had a whole page for like <laughs> Wu Tang, a whole page for like Mary J. So that joint, but it went. My mind would never stay organized though. Like cause I can never keep anything Mm-mm. organized, but I would never. try to. Yeah, I would try to. I didn't do the CD book. I just had my CDs like stuffed everywhere like mm-hmm. they would be in the little side parts in your door mm. in every door yeah. it would be in the little console the little pull-up console part everywhere mm-hmm. but i really miss that glove box full of tape that's a good addition to the reminisce list and, and it goes hand in hand with your reminisce list from the last episode yeah from the wall yeah from yeah. The wall. so my reminisce list goes like this this is what i'm reminiscing on because you know i realized that kids today don't have a lot of constructive things to do. And a lot of that is because they don't have any good host on BET to model themselves <laughs> after. <laughs> like, why can't these kids have a Prince, Prince de, de Jour? jour? <laughs> why can't or they have Ananda? an Ananda? Like, why can't they have a Sherry uh, Carter? Remember her? Yes. So I'm reminiscing on like the Madeline B- Woods. Oh, she got the goods. I'm reminiscing on the BET hosts. Oh, of past because they were they were all just like so dope and so cool and remember like the guys from like Teen Summit 
And then some of the people from Team Summit actually went on to be like correspondents. Yes. Um, the guy with the long dreads, remember him? Yes. Actually, what was his name? I don't he was, know. But he was from like DC area. He, he passed away not too long ago. He did. Yeah, he passed he away was maybe so like. Cute. Yeah, he passed away maybe like two years ago. He was so dope. He and you could tell he was like a DC Joe. He yeah. was like that DC. Dude. Yeah, he had gotten into like you know like politics and civil service and stuff like that. Right. Um, what was his name? I can't remember his Dang. name. Um, but, you know, just like, of course, Donnie Simpson. Everybody knows Donnie Simpson. Right. Or, or like uh, Angela Stribling. You remember her? Mm-hmm. She, was mm-hmm. like the, she was on like the off-brand show. Mm-hmm. Like nobody really watched that. Don't forget about Rachel. That's a Jamaican joint, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rachel. Like, so that's why the kids are messed up these days because <laughs> they don't have That's an interesting anyone. theory. So. And then, of course, let's take it to Free and AJ. Like, right. Free and AJ and then Terrence and... Terrence, <laughs> 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 but Terrence and Roxy, you know, I think they had a, a good mm. impact on their generation. Roxy, Roxy wasn't too was, bad. Roxy, Roxy was, was okay, but you know who you know. I know that's I, what I'm trying. Yeah, you know what's her name? Jalisa. Jalisa. Yeah, yeah. Jaleesa she was, was worse. the absolute worst. Yeah. Jalisa. I, I was specific. I wish I could remember what they were talking about, but I specifically remember Jalisa interviewing Most Deaf and him look. And him saying something like uber intelligent and right. her saying something like super. <laughs> like, meet our poppy. <laughs> like, he just broke and out with that. And him literally looking at her and giving her the gas yeah, face yeah, on yeah. camera. Yeah. But, mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's my that's my contribution to the reminisce list. That like, was a good one. Cool. All right. So, we got anything else for this episode? No, I think it's a wrap. All right, that's it. It's a done deal. This episode, another one in the can. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. Don't forget, check us out on social media. Uh, so many social media pages. We got Can I Kick It <laughs> Podcast on Instagram. On Twitter, it's Can I Kick It Show. Like our Facebook page, Can I Kick It Podcast. You know, we got the online record store popping. So if you're into vinyl, if you're into records, make sure you follow us to get your record game up. We're doing a pop-up shop in Durham. Um on the 25th of March. So if you're in or around the Raleigh-Durham area on March 25th, come out to the pop-up shop. Uh, follow Remix Record Boutique on Instagram. Remix Record Boutique on Facebook. Um, what else? Anything else? That's it. There's a lot going on. But uh, make sure that y'all stay tuned for the next episode. Make sure y'all go back. And subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave comments, rate us, all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm sure we're forgetting something, but we'll figure it out, and then uh, we'll get back with y'all on the next time, all right? All right, chill. Peace.